0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Turn with me, if you will, in the word of God Second 2 Timothy chapter 1, please. Having found that place, I hope you'll turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. We've been talking about how your inner man is a house of prayer. We trace that house of prayer from the building of the temple by Solomon all the way to the temple that is in this New Testament age, our body where the Holy Spirit lives. We talked about how our, the, our inner man is a house of sacrifice where the blood must be honored. We talked about how the house, uh, our inner man must be a house of thanksgiving and praise. We are to offer a sacrifice of praise, Jesus having offered the only sacrifice that is accepted before the Lord except for our praise. Now today I want us to investigate the fact that your inner man, for prayer, for sacrifice, for praise and thanksgiving, has been created as a house of warfare. Exodus fifteen three says, Our God is a man of war. Our God is highly acquainted with warfare. So we sometimes think, well, it's all about peace, but as long as we're here, there's going to be warfare. And our natural response to internal warfare and external warfare is something we call fear. Fear is a lethal enemy. Did you know that the Bible talks about not fear, about fear 365 times that's one a day 365 times we are encouraged not to fear well that lets me know how important that is to god and he also and it also lets me know how susceptible all of us are to fear yes or no Fear, what is fear? The best way I can describe fear is it is a projection. Mike Tribble reminded me of a pastor's definition that I thought was a good one. Fear, take the words F-E-A-R, fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. Fear is basically a projection that comes in the realm of the mind that affects the emotions that eventually begins to control and manipulate the will and the voice. Let me say that again. Fear is a projection of a result you don't want to happen. There can be, and, and it comes across vehicles, the vehicles of fear travel by me. You got here on a vehicle today. You travel by means of a motor driven vehicle. Fear travels by means of a vehicle, and that vehicle it are, uh, those vehicles are called thoughts. Thoughts stimulate emotional responses, they build images in the realm of the mind that can become highly established, the Bible calls them fortresses, strongholds, because they're so highly entrenched. Fear is the projection of a result you don't want to happen. In other words, in your mind you have thoughts, there are images there of something you don't want to happen. Oh, you've been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, you're about to go through bitter, bitter suffering and death. Fear can rise up, right? When you hear that. Oh, I I, I am getting older, and how am I gonna have enough resources to last for all my needs? How, who's going to take care of me? Will I become disabled? I've got this symptom going on in my body. Am I going to to go through suffering and die a premature death? My business is beginning to suffer losses and challenges that I don't see my being able to get back to where I used to be or want to be. And, I, and all of a sudden, you begin to forecast that this is the end for me. This is it. I'm not going to be able to succeed at a level that I want to. Oh, there, there, there are challenges in my most valuable re- relationships with my spouse, with my children. And now there is the thought, this is may not turn out well. I may have to go through pain and I may have to live in pain the rest of my life. I may not have the relationship with my children and grandchildren I would love to have. There is the projection of a result you don't want and the emotional response to that is called fear. Now am I getting down where we all live? The projection in the realm of the mind of something that you may see in existence or it may be something that you're just seeing in the realm of your mind. Some of you can go from very wealthy to living under a bridge overnight in the realm of your mind. In the realm of your mind. Because these thoughts of something that hasn't taken place yet, we are projecting them to take place, or what if they take place, and then there's an an emotional response to those thoughts. How many of you know those can keep us in bondage? Oh, my. Those can... Look... A whole lot of our real problems have nothing to do with reality. They have everything to do with the fear of something becoming reality. So what even if you do? What even if you are told that you have a very serious or perhaps even disease. What if your your business does suffer? What if there are challenges in your relationships that you don't want to happen and you never really thought would happen, but what what if? (laughs) Even if the circumstances are there, the projection is it's going to end up with a result I don't want. That's fear. The projection of a result that I don't want some of you have such a fear of failure because in your mind, not because you are a failure, but because you've heard things from your outer ears and you've seen things in your inner mind that somehow project you. the, the, The fear is a projection that you might have the result of not being able to succeed. In whose eyes? There's not but one set of eyes that really matter, and that's the one who created you and redeemed you, and who is always for you. A result we don't want to happen, and it becomes a condition that controls and defines our life and our ability to enjoy our life. Some of us have great blessing, but we can't enjoy it because there's fear in there projecting what may happen. And it robs us of something precious. These vehicles, just by way of review, trigger emotions. And if we're not careful, listen, if if we're not careful, these thoughts turn into emotional responses. And if we're not careful, they will stay there long enough that they will offset the spiritual resources that are in us, even as believers, to overcome them. What do you mean by that? Your mind can receive thoughts and your emotions can get involved in the projection of a result you don't want. And you can then begin to struggle trying to resist and fight that result. And what you, what you realize pretty soon is after you have fought that for so long, you are offsetting your inner abilities to overcome fear. Fear. Do you know that God has already put on the inside of you the victory over fear? Do you know he who has raised his own son from the dead has already seen every issue you're ever going to go through and has already he has already decided that he is there in the process, he's there at the finish line. And the Word of God tells us that one thing we shouldn't do is we shouldn't give in to fear. And we got to recognize that this can offset our spiritual resources. Why is that? The Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. And the fruits of the Spirit are love, say it with me, joy, peace, patience. Wait, wait, Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. So I've got this results that I'm projecting in my mind, and the longer I hold on to that, it's beginning to compromise my spiritual resources. I've got the love of God on the inside of me. What does 1 John 4.18 say? Perfect love. Is that on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit? Yes or no? Perfect love does what? Cast Cast out fear. You see... Fear is really not a faith problem, it's a love problem. We don't have the revelation of the love of God because the love of God, when we're walking in the revealed love of God, it casts out fear. So you see, when, when fear continues in and on me, then my inner resources to fight become compromised. I don't walk in love, I don't walk in joy, I don't walk in, I don't walk in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You see, God's already given you everything you need to succeed if you're a believer in your spirit man. The Holy Spirit came to live in your spirit man the moment you receive Christ by faith. That grace was given to you and you received the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. But the longer we hold on to fear, the more compromised our spirit becomes in its ability to overcome fear. And pretty soon we find ourselves investing more energy in fighting our fears and our own flesh in the, in the power of our own flesh than we do reconnecting with the resources of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. The fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22. Hmm. Okay, so fear begins to eat away at the, at the power that's already in us, it begins to keep us, if we're not careful, it begins to affect our spirit man. That's the reason we say, you gotta get into a place of praise and thanksgiving and investment of the word of God and fellowship with other people and prayer. Well, what's the source of our fears? Well, I, I've just described to you in the last few minutes, it's our unrenewed mind. See, you have the mind of Christ if you've received Christ as your Savior. The, the mind of Christ dwells in you by the Holy Spirit. But you know, our tendency is, our tendency is to believe lies. You know what Jesus said, John 8, The devil is a liar and the what? Father of lies. You cannot be defeated if you won't be deceived. You cannot be defeated if you won't be deceived. The enemy is a deceiver. And we begin to believe things that are not lining up with the Word of God. We believe things that are not true. Well, I'm not going to fear this is going to happen. It's going to be... And if this happens, then I'm a failure. In it. it gets deeply lodged in our inner soul. Fear is our tendency Our unrenewed mind. What does that mean? I've got to renew my mind daily to the truth, right? Yes or no? Okay, remember what John 8, 31 and 32 says. It's what I founded this ministry on 23 years ago. Jesus said, if you abide in my words, then you will know the truth. And the truth will... If you abide in my words, you will know the truth, and the truth will what? The devil is a liar and what? father. Father of lies. But if you abide in my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if I'm operating in fear, I'm believing a lie somewhere. And one of the things I've got to do... To renew my mind, I have got to learn to abide in the truth, and the truth is his word. See, we get so much information from everywhere all the time. And if they're not coming through the filter of the word of God, then we tend to believe them. Now look at 2 Timothy 1, 7 there that I asked you to turn to a few minutes ago. Paul writing to his son in the Lord. By the way, verse 6 says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Wait a minute now. Timothy received something through the laying on of hands? Yes, he did. How ignorant are we of things like that? For God, verse 7, God has not given us a spirit. The word there for spirit is pneuma, a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The word there is spirit. Did you know that fear sometimes can be unrenewed thoughts, but how many of you know that when we have unrenewed thoughts and triggers those emotional responses of dreading an outcome we don't want? How many of you know that you become a very attractive magnet to a spirit being to attach himself to you and to try to oppress you at the very least. To try to hold you in a place of bondage. Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying to you that fear is not only an attitude. There is a spirit that, that actually perpetuates fear. Jesus said this out of his own mouth. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is driven by a spirit under the headship of the father of lies. When we continue to walk in fear, we become very attractive to the spirit of fear. And the spirit of fear, although not indwelling your human spirit where the Holy Spirit lives as a believer, that that demonic spirit can attach itself to your thinking and emotional process called your soul and keep you in bondage and oppressed. There is a spirit of fear. How did Jesus deal with the spirits? Have conferences, right? No. How did Jesus deal with fear? He spoke verbally the word of his father. Jesus came face to face with the devil himself. And Satan kept saying all these, all Jesus said is it is written. It is written, it is written. He spoke, listen, there's power in that word. If you abide in me, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And never forget Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is alive. It has God's life in it. It is full of life and power. The word of God. Can I tell you something? You're not going to, to defeat fear on your own. You're no match. You're no match. But when you begin to lay hold of that word and meditate on it and you begin to speak it, I'm going to tell you something. There's no demon of hell, singular or multiplied, that can have any power over the spoken, believed word of God. It's full of life and power. It's full of life and power. Not only the power to help us know the truth, but the power to set us free. So what should I do? I should recognize. When I, look, when I find myself in fear, I need to recognize. Where this come from? What we just read? God has not given us a spirit of fear. Everybody say this with me. God is not given out a spirit of fear. So whatever fear I have didn't come from God. Yes or no? God has, hey, hey, No, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when I recognize fear, I have to recognize this didn't come from God. So if it didn't, everybody say this with me. If it didn't come from God, I don't want it. So I recognize that the source of fear is not God. So then I've got to take the next step. I can't only just recognize it, I've got to resist it. I've got to stand firm against it. How do I do that? Through the renewing of my mind, through the word of God. How else? Through the speaking of that word. So you gotta learn to tell yourself the truth. It breaks the power of the lies. And the truth is based on the Word of God. It has His life and power in it. But you know what else? You've got you to re-enlist. You've got to enlist some reinforcements. I call it, <laughs> you not only need ground support, you need air support. You know what that means? When you're under attacks of fear, don't stay isolated and say, Oh, I can handle this. I don't want to tell anybody. They got their own problems. I don't know how many times? Look, look, you've got to get out of that isolated place. Isolation makes you very attractive to the evil one. And besides that, the longer you stay isolated, the more you think everything you're thinking's right. So enlist, re- enlist at least somebody that you trust to intercede for you. The Bible says there is great power in agreement. Jesus taught that about agreeing together in prayer. Get out of an isolated place and enlist air support. Enlist people who will pray for you while you're in this crown combat. You're not going to win on the ground without support from the air. Enlist those who will intercede in heaven for you and don't let pride keep you from doing it. now be wise you don't need to tell everybody your business if you're doing that you're going to hurt yourself but ask the Lord to show you those that you can trust For air support. Those you can trust who go before the very throne room of heaven on the basis of the blood of Jesus and intercede for you. God has ordained that. God has ordained it. Don't stay isolated. Come into the light. Okay, so what have we got? Recognize that fear is developing and how it does through the vehicles of Thoughts that trigger emotions that enhance images that are outside of what I want to happen and outside of what God's desire for me is. Recognize them. Be vicious with them. Listen, you can't play around with fear. I've heard people say, well, everybody's got them. If everybody has. The flu virus, do you want one? Don't hide behind that. Well, everybody's got them. Declare war on your fears before it gets you by the throat. And if it already has you by the throat, let me tell you, you have got a resource in the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God that can break the grip of that fear. You don't have to live that way. Recognize. Fear. Recognize that it's either coming from your own renewed mind or there is actually a spiritual agent trying to keep you under the bondage and the control of fear and oppressing. And you learn to speak out of your authority that is in the Word of God through the blood of Jesus over that spirit being. Can I tell you something? When Jesus died on the cross, when God raised him from the dead, and when he ascended. To sit at the right hand of the Father in glory. Every demon of hell saw what happened. They saw it. They know more about the power of it than God's people do. May God have mercy on it. They saw it. So step into your authority, Lord, on the basis of the shed blood of Jesus, on the basis of the resurrection, and on the authority of your word. I declare that this enemy, this spirit of fear to be gone from me in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Engage. Get out of that position of ready, aim, aim. No, ready, aim, fire, engage. Take a proactive stance toward fear. Recognizing that it comes through the vehicles of thoughts and emotions. Take your stand as an act of your will. And submit and connect yourself to the authority that is in the word. Well, I tried that one time. It doesn't work. Well, how many thoughts have you collected over the period of your life? One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is perseverance. Continue to connect. Now, I'll tell you something else that really, really blesses besides resisting and getting reinforcement. And that's says staying in a place of praise. When you worship the Lord, when you get into worship regularly, boy, do you ever get re-fortified in your spirit, man. It refocuses you on your source and resource, and it's greater than any issue you're going through. Refocus. I should have added that R in there recognize, resist, reinforce, and refocus through praise and worship. Thank you, Lord. I want you to bow your heads with me, please. How many of you would say today, you know, Pastor, I have had, and I'm going through periods of great fear, that has sought to paralyze, keep me in bondage. It's been oppressive at times. This word today has spoken to me and I recognize that although I've had this oppression, I've got resources on the inside of me by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God, through the authority of that. And through the reinforcement, the ground and air support I've got available to me if I just connect with it to win. How many of you would say today, I'm declaring war on fear in my inner man? Just raise your hand right where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray the Holy Spirit will rise up and re-fortify, renew, re-strengthen, give mighty internal resolve and show external results to these who are crying out to you today. I pray that the investment of the truth of your Word, that their future is safe and secure in you, that you are never going to leave nor forsake them that there's more than enough grace for any step they have to walk through. I pray you'd break the grip of fear off their lives. And may they reconnect with that victory, recognizing the source is of the flesh and of the devil, resisting in the power of the Holy Spirit, reinforcing with other believers, the right ones, and refocusing through worship. God give us all, mighty victory. And I ask this Father humbly as a servant and a shepherd under your hand, please grant this to all of these who are calling out to you now in the holy name of Jesus. And all the people said,